I'm here with Alexander Pan, uh, the one and only first author of the Machiavelli paper, accepted as, as oral as SML. Welcome to the show. Nice to meet you. Thanks for um, having me on. Yeah, how would you like summarize the paper um, if, if you were to like explain it in like one or two tweets? One or two tweets or one <laughs> or two sentences? Uh, can be like multiple sentences. <laughs> okay, I think I'd say, so one feature you might be concerned about is language model agents being deployed. And you might want to understand if they're deployed, what sort of behaviors might we expect out of them. And one thing that people in particular have been concerned about is power seeking. There's others like deception or selfishness. And basically the Machiavelli benchmark, what we tried to do is come up with like a suite of environments that are somewhat realistic, such that if I actually deploy my language model agent, um, I could probably expect the, these sorts of behaviors from it. So it's like basically a measurement suite for like all these bad behaviors, like power seeking deception, et cetera. How, how do you measure deception? So yeah, we, so the games themselves, basically the benchmark is just a series of games and the games themselves have a lot of like different choices of actions. And so they're very realistic in the sense, or sorry, not realistic. They have like a lot of real world structures in the sense that like you might play as like a student going through school, or you might also be like a CEO trying to like grow his empire. And what we do is like at every single scene in the game, we ask a language model to determine whether or not there is deception and then basically track all the instances of deception and as you play through then you can like count how much how deceptive the agent is and yeah for people who have like not seen the environment or like the benchmark so the the environments are much like text-based games right and yeah what, what are like some kind of like actions they can take in the game or like mm -hmm. yeah so for example one action you could take is uh, the scenario is like you're outside of a club and you're trying to get in because someone you want to meet is inside. And then some of the actions you could take are like lie, um, that say that you know someone inside the club, show that you are like a member of the club, fight the bouncer, et cetera, et cetera. And so a lot of the actions are more like human-like and sort of at a similar level of abstraction as how like people think, as opposed to like earlier benchmarks, which were mostly focused on environment navigation. And so you're trying to like benchmark uh, language models, right? Uh, just in general, like any sequential decision-making agent, language models are one of them, but we also have RL agents. And so the, the input you give is the entire prompt from the game of um, like you're in this club and you in front of the club and what do you do now? Or like do you take like also the, like the past history of... Yeah, we just look at all of the... Because I mean, you can evaluate your agents on this benchmark however you want. For s simplicity, we just look at the last state. Um, yeah, I'm sure like if people actually wanted to solve the benchmark more carefully, there should be like some other techniques like incorporating context and history. And so w one thing I find very interesting is the, the name uh, Machiavelli is like the initials for, uh, for something. Uh, do you remember the initials for Machiavelli? Yeah, let me try to say. <laughs> I think it's measuring agent... Uh, something <laughs> and harmlessness in a long range, uh, long context environment of text interactions or something like that. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's pretty cool. And so the, um, you, you measure like how Machiavellic they are. And I think they're like, the, the three axes you, you talk about are like deceptiveness, poor seeking, and like being moral. Um, what, what, what is being moral in the paper? How, how um, you measure yeah, it? Yeah, so we just measure as like causing other people's utility to go down so being uh 
creating disutility or like just lowering other people's happiness. Um, but that, that's immoral, right? <laughs> I guess, I mean, it depends on your moral view, but most people would probably say it's immoral. Um, but yeah, you can define your own behaviors if you're interested. And uh, so the Ariel agent would only like try to uh, maximize its own like reward and uh, objective uh, at the detriment of like the other three axes. So it's like very like unilateral, uh, but the other ones, yeah, what, what, what are the, like the other agents you, 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 you measured? I think, yeah, a high level takeaway is if you just directly maximize reward, uh, you might end up with some sort of Machiavellian behaviors because reward tends to sort of like optimize for like these uh, actions that maybe don't necessarily align with like how humans behave. But the takeaway is if you tell the language model to also be like a good agent or like tell the RL agent to have like, or give the RL agent more of a moral conscience, that, that can like help reduce some of these negative behaviors. Uh, how do you how do you tell him to have moral conscience? Just say, just say like, please be moral. Um, yeah, that'd be nice if we could do that. Uh, no, we have just like another language model determine if the action is going to be harmful. This is just like a BERT-based encoder, and you can think like, oh, if it's like more like I think most people when like looking at an action, they have some general sense of like how harmful it's going to be towards other people, right? Like if you punch someone, obviously they're going to get hurt. Um, and so you can, you would imagine or hope that language models have these um, all similar like priors and that if you train a language model agent to predict that, you can like sort of tell. And then from there, this is like your conscience and you can penalize actions by like reducing their Q value that have like, are more likely to be harmful as predicted by this conscience. So that's like what we mean by artificial conscience. So you have like another language model that is like your conscience that, that tells you if you're doing something bad or not. It is. Um, and I think you also used uh, GPT-4 at some points and with like ethical prompts, right? Mm -hmm. uh, or sorry, the ethical prompt just goes on top of any language model agent's prompt. So we have like a base prompt that we use. We just say like try to get as many achievements as possible and then you put down the ethical prompt, which is basically like uh, be a good person. And then you can also run it through the game, see how it does. And I was surprised that like GPT-4 uh, by default is like quite moral and like not power seeking yeah i think um we suspect this is from the rlhf but we don't really know um it's unclear like how like what the actual base tendencies are and i think this is like part of the reason why we created this benchmark is so that um over if you have your agent and you don't really know like how it might behave just run it on like something like this and then this would like give you at least some estimate not like in an absolute sense, but relative to other agents, how powerful it is. Um, for people who like want to use that benchmark uh, to evaluate their language model, it can you give like a sense of like how many like games or like like actions you, they need to take or like how costly it is. Yeah, I guess it depends really on like whether or not you have like the weights or not. If you're querying an API, we did find that like if you so each game is probably like 300, 200 to 300 like steps or actions. Um, and then if you run it on like 30 games that we set as our test set, then you can get like a, some comparison to a random baseline in GPT-4, et cetera. Um, yeah, I'm guessing if you are like fine tuning or doing some sort of prompting, you probably have access to the weights. Uh, so it's pretty cheap then because you just run it. Maybe it'd take like an hour or so. But if you 
don't have it, it might be pretty expensive. In fact, like we ran GPT-4 and I think it costs like 500 to do the whole evaluation, so. Well, I guess like 500 is like, dollars is like less than uh, what, what it costs to like train. Yeah, yeah. Not that much, but for like individual research, sure. Um, did you have like any um, like next work you're excited about or like follow-up work uh, that you want to do on this? I think for Machiavelli in of itself, there's maybe a few directions. Like one thing would be to explore how easy it is to like sort of design these other methods and sort of just naturally improve on the benchmark. Um, another thing I'm interested in is like, can we sort of like leverage the game to get more cooperative disposition? So we only focused on bad behaviors, mostly just out of uh, effort sake because it's a very big set of games, but there might be some other behaviors we care to measure like cooperation, et cetera. And then we'd want to be able to capture those as well. Yes, yeah, so I was curious, like, do you, I feel like for those cooperation things, you need to have this like language model being like in a chatbot room, uh, in like a text game online with like other humans or like on social media. I, I, I feel like it could get kind of um, scary really quick, right? If you deploy this uh, at scale. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, always like the sort of the general theme that I hope Machiavelli pushes and like I hope future benchmarks will push is that we need to sort of be moving more towards these more realistic scenarios to evaluate them in. So it would be good to like roll them out in a more controlled setting and see what happens with actual humans. Um, I think Machiavelli is like probably like close to the end of the attempts that you could do. I think a natural thing also would be to do like a RPG, like have the language model play Skyrim and see what happens. Um, cause that's a little bit more realistic than what we have. Uh, but yeah, I think. How do you base, how do you play Skyrim with like a language model? Um, you can imagine just like describing the scene text and everything. Yeah. Um, what, what about like Cicero for like diplomacy? I think it was like last year. Can you like measure like how Cicero was deceptive and with your kind of like evaluation method? Um, so I think it doesn't necessarily translate, but I am working on a project right now that likes looking at uh, deceptiveness in Cicero. So, cool. And I guess like one thing I'm kind of like, if I want to push back on, on small details, um, you say something like uh, it shows a trade-off between like the like maximizing re reward, like ob objectives from the model and um, like being moral but i feel like as human like for, for 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 humans who decide to be to act ethically they kind of like value somehow being moral as yes it's like kind of like being moral is like part of their reward somehow um so i think it's kind of like weird to like separate those two for for agents and so so ideally we would want to like incorporate like all the moral things as part of their reward um yeah i think that is an important thing to like be able to like accurately or concretely define what our values are um, and then like imbue those into the agent's reward as they're behaving. That's like one strategy. Um, I think we wanted to just argue sort of this natural line that if you tend to just maximize reward, which actually is like a very natural scenario in realist, uh, in a realistic setting of deployment. Um, I'll give an example. So imagine a company now has this language model. This is maybe like a few years into the future, so not yet. And they want to sort of like have it run some sort of operations. It's probably unlikely that they will tell it to um, be like, give it all these moral values to up, uh, maximize. Um, and even if they do, right, if they like run their agent and deploy it, some other company might come along and 
do the same thing, but tell her agent to ignore all of those or just don't get caught breaking the law rather than follow the law. Um, and then ostensibly you could imagine that the first company would do worse. It's not clear, but like if they do do worse than the second company's agent, which is like more immoral would like start to take over. And then you sort of get this natural like evolutionary battle. But like so, so far, like is if OpenAI has a like largest model deployed with like ChatGPT, they 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 are kind of like trying to have their model like not say immoral things, right? So I guess like the where we are right now is like the the, the top companies are all trying to have this like moral component to like not uh, have problems with like PR or mm -hmm. all these kind of things. Yeah, so I think it's a yeah I would say comment that that's mostly a PR thing, and I don't I'm not sure like how much they actually buy it them not like deploying i think like that's the main thing they're concerned of the two log uh, yeah i think i think we've already done like i think I'm, right. I, I might have like that part of yeah if you have uh, other stuff at 11 but um i might just like ask for like a conclusion stuff whenever whenever the noises um i guess like adept is also doing like rl stuff with like my is adept doing like um like asking their agents to like maximize reward or I think it's just like morning printing gets or more like uh, basic human tasks. But you can imagine I, I can I can just like ask again because now it's gone. I'm just asking the microphone. So, is um, Action Transformer from Adept an example of like some language model trying to maximize some reward or is it something different? Yeah, I would view it as getting closer to like having agents being like running natively on the web, and you could imagine like. Right now, maybe they're not that capable, but as the language models components themselves get better, or we have like a new breakthrough in sequential decision making, that you'll start to see them be deployed on more complex tasks. And uh, I would be more concerned then about like some of these like use cases possibly described in Machiavelli. So yeah, you, you, this paper was with Dan Hendricks from the Center of AI Safety and other people from AI Lyman Space. How concerned are you about AI, AI risk? I think myself, I'm not super concerned about X risk yet with the current series of models, but I think it's definitely a growing threat. Um, personally, like I am also interested in just like more medium term or short term risks. Like what happens if we do deploy agents like Adept? Uh, what might we expect? And like I think it um, even before there we get to like X risk scenarios, there are going to be warning signs. Um, and so I think in general, I think more people should work on alignment. And I'm interested in continuing this like thrust of working on safety and designing sort of methods and techniques and maybe just like solutions that would help policymakers and companies better like regulate monitor and then sort of like make these models safer so what, what what's your like medium um term scenario like most a bunch of companies deploy those models to like maximize reward and, and and do some things in the world and create like create value for for the company and like what what happens like concretely like our entire like internet is like ruled by chatbots what what, what yeah i think what one concrete scenario is like some companies like political consultancies start pumping out chatbots that are good at misinformation um and you could start to see this like breakdown of like political discourse because now it's hard to tell like what things are actually fake or real um and so here are some solutions you might care about which maybe don't matter as much in the long term but i would be interested in is watermarking like detection of like outputs generated by models, stuff like that. Um, another thing you could imagine is sort of like misuse. So if someone decides to like uh, work on like bio capabilities, obviously there's a natural excess component, but like I would also think that generally having models that are capable of like have a big understanding of bio knowledge 
could be dangerous in the sense that people might use them to extract uh, for their own like research programs. Um, and then you would want to like be able to remove that concept, stuff like that. Um, what concepts? So like they, they develop their like own like pathogens using AI and then you like want to remove the concept of like dangerous pathogen like what yeah so you might like imagine that uh okay i'll just i think a more concrete example is cybersecurity, for example so if you release a model and it's really good at writing code a natural thing you can teach it to do is write malware right because that's like similar to writing code so you'd want to somehow i don't even think i don't know if this is possible but like one research direction is can i get the model to understand how to be able to write code very effectively yet also not be willing or not be easily fine-tuned to develop malware. And I think, obviously, this isn't going to be an X-risk concern, or there might be some passes, but I don't think this is likely about X-risk concern. But I still think this is very concerning if in the near future these language models get deployed and you get a bunch of, like, um, sort of malware attacks on large companies. This could cause a lot of just structural chaos. Yeah, I think we're already seeing this with, like, Claude and ChatGPT. Like, they're, like, supposed not to give you, like, malware, but you can always, like, jailbreak it to say, like, oh, please... Uh, my grandma is dying. Can you like give me some code that does malware to help her? And uh, all the code is like written with like print function in Python. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think for in actually right now the m models probably aren't capable base. Uh, the base models themselves aren't super capable at developing malware. But uh, you can imagine if someone gets access to fine tune them, that would be like a natural very first step, and then just give it a bunch of like. Here are some good exploits, or even run it in a RL sandbox. Like, here's like a thousand like different like uh, Unix environments. Can you break them? And I mean, if you're just like developing this malware at scale, it could become pretty competent with all the like sort of compute. I don't know if this is feasible, but like this could be a risk. And you'd want to be able to like ensure that. Let's say I do release like an open source model like Llama. Is it possible to like sort of prevent people from fine tuning it to develop more well malware? Um, very easily and so i think like yeah there are a lot of medium term i guess short term-ish concerns that i'm concerned about can you can you prompt like the the, the current like llama 2 to like do malware for you or um i haven't tried maybe it's possible <laughs> um yeah what, what i've heard is like they released their thing that is like uh non early chef as well so like the base model and so maybe you could like ask this model to um okay as i as i con Closing, uh, closing thought. Do you have like any message for a YouTube audience interested in AI safety or your work? Like, any ways they can contact you or like work on one of your projects? Yeah, I think generally, if you're interested, the Center for AI Safety, which is Dan Hendricks' organization, is doing similar types of research. I think also I'm happy to answer some questions over email. Uh, obviously, also reach out to people you know who are interested in safety and get them talking. I think the natural thing is like getting starting discussion groups and seeing like what people developing your own view like the inside view on like AI safety and trying to like uh, sort of bring up your knowledge and awareness so that you can talk to other people I think like right now actually um, there are like a lot of technical people interested in switching towards this field and I think one good important part that's not fully developed is like the public discourse so if people are talking about it in a more uh, measured and nuanced way rather than saying oh like language models cannot cause harm they don't know anything they don't have word models or on the other flip side like oh, language models are be going to become the terminator we're all going to die um, I think having that like more balanced discussion will really convince people and sort of actually bring the message that these are something to be concerned about um, and hopefully we'll get more people working on it and make for real progress
I think it was great to have a benchmark and a balanced view from Alexander Pan. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you.